Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Thistle Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. How are you guys doing? It's David here and I'm sorry we've been away for a couple of weeks, but we are back and I'm sitting alongside Matt. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good to be back. And unfortunately, our um, our good friend Alan is on his way to um, New Zealand for the Lions with a wee brief stop off in Bangkok to visit his uh, lady boy wife, which is good. So that's uh, he'll be enjoying that, won't he? Yeah, I heard he's um, really into these sort of ping pong shows. I'm not sure what they're quite about, but he will not stop going on about them. And the rugby seems secondary, if anything. So no, I'm, I'm sure he'll have a good time. Yeah, so um, enjoy Thailand, Alan. So um, as we say, we've been away for a little bit, guys. Apologies for that, but hopefully you were able to catch our Q&A with Scotland and Lions legend Andy Irvin from last weekend. It was an absolutely great uh, great talk. It's available on our Twitter feed at ThistleRugbyPod or on the Periscope app if you've got that. Matt, what did you make of that? Yeah, it was a great day. Um, all three of us turning out in, in the match. Um, Stu Mel against St. Andrew's Old Boys played in played in a great spirit. Um, Stu Mel taking the win. It was really great to see Alan once again sort of carrying around that, that lumbering 100-kilogram frame of his. He's putting in a few chips, which didn't quite come off. Um, but you know, he was trying his best. And uh, yeah, the Q&A went really well. Andy Irvin, great guy, had some amazing insight into the Lions. Um and yeah, I think everyone had a great time afterwards as well. A few few beers in London Scottish Clubhouse is always a, a good place to be on a Saturday night. 
Yeah, it was an absolutely brilliant day. I was absolutely blowing after my uh, 40 minutes at fullback for a university that I did not even go to. But that is uh, that is the price we pay for getting to chat to Andy Irvin. Um, you guys have been really vocal. As always, great chat on the uh, on the Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. And a brilliant review from um, our good friend Burgundy77. Detailed, detailed delivery and delightful. Three posh blokes who emanate directly from the private schools of the capital, as engaging as a Simon Taylor burst from a scrum, as hilarious as Roland Reed on the wing, and as detailed as a Ben Hinshelwood playbook. I really like that. Ben Hinshelwood, that is a, that is a blast from the past. I quite like that. Yeah, it's a real throwback. I can't really remember him doing anything for Scotland, apart from maybe lining up in the centre a couple of times. As always with these reviews, it's sort of like... You, we get insulted, but then as a, as, a, as a reward, we get five stars at the end. But we really appreciate it, guys. If you are enjoying it, um, we absolutely love being here with you every week or so um, chatting about Scottish rugby. So if you can spare a couple minutes of your time, please get onto the iTunes store. Give us a review and um, we will read it out. Um, so we've got just a couple of this of the issues um, this week. Um, obviously, the, um, the Lions are now two games into the tour. So we're going to be having a look at how the Scots are getting on on the Lions tour. And then secondly, probably the most important bit of Scottish rugby news of the week, Gregor Townsend has named his first ever Scotland starting squad for the match against Italy in Singapore at the weekend. And there's quite a lot of interesting points to pick up there. But why don't we start, Matt, um, looking back and uh, having a look at the under-20s um, and how they're getting on in the uh, in the World Cup. Doing pretty well. Yeah, really well. So they played two games so far. Um, New Zealand first up, which you know, is probably the draw you don't want to get. Um, and I think in previous seasons, the last time we played them, we, we shipped sort of 60, 70 points. And that's been a pretty common theme. But I watched a lot of the game and it was pretty close in the end. I think 20, 25 point gap. And watching it, it actually should have been a lot closer. Um, Scots played really, really well, but it was just a few sort of silly errors that, that let New Zealand back in the game, actually. So... Um, but really, really positive. Um, likes of um, uh, Matt Ferguson playing really well, uh, Luke Crosby doing re- really well, um, and uh, likes of Darcy Graham, just still an absolute uh, flyer. Darcy Graham, the new Prince of Hoyk since uh, Stuart Hogg has elevated himself to the throne of King of Hoyk. He is looking absolutely jets. That We tweeted about it. The, the try that um, really secured the game against Ireland um, earlier on in the week was an absolute peach. He is just so quick. And you say there's absolutely no substitute for raw pace in a game of rugby. Darcy Graham has it in absolute spades. So the Edinburgh fans out there are going to be absolutely delighted about him. Similarly, Callum Hunter-Hill looking very, very tidy in the boiler house there for the under-20s. So another good youngster coming through who's going to be playing at Meyerside um, next year. Um, what else has been... And they're playing... Like the uh, the national side, they're playing Italy tomorrow, aren't they? And if they win that, they go through second behind New Zealand, I believe. So that's one to keep an eye on at your desks tomorrow. Um, it is kicking off at 10 a.m. And I think you can follow it live on the World Rugby website. Um, other news that's come through. And <laughs> the South African franchises from Super Rugby being invited to join the Pro 12. Now, this is something that's been going around for a while, but it seems to be picking up a little bit of pace. And we look like we could be seeing up to a Pro 15 next year, including three South African teams. Matt, what have you made of it? Yeah, um, 
I think that Pro 12 has sort of been trying to diversify slightly in recent years. There was chat of American teams coming in. I mean, even adding the Italians was a move to do that. Maybe you, you look at Georgia. Um, and South Africa had been mentioned in dispatches, but this seems to have come out of the blue slightly. Um, obviously, there's a lot of change going on in Super Rugby at the moment, so you could have um, the Cheetahs and the Kings, I think, have got their heads on the chopping block. Um, and it seems as, as if today there's actually moves being put into place to get those guys into the pro, an expanded pro tournament. I don't know what you call it. Um, and at first glance, I just, I just don't get it. I, I can't see the attraction in a Southern Kings versus Edinburgh or even Glasgow match, despite Glasgow being, you know, a big, a big side. Um, who is going to travel for away games all the way? Um, what, what time of the year do you play it? And Ultimately, I just see the benefit accruing to the South African teams. They they get the you know the the revenues all in the pound um, against a really weak rand, and I, they don't have sort of a massive commercial backing and benefit that the other teams in pro tournament can get. So I just don't really get it. It is a really, really, really bad idea. I'm I'm struggling to see any reason why it would work for all of the reasons that you 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 pointed out there. One question that I've got. If they played in the pro, whatever we're calling it, 14-15, and finished in the top six, would South African teams be eligible for the European Cup competitions? Because, I mean, that just that would just be bonkers, wouldn't it? But I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's purely commercially driven. The, the Pro 12 are obviously trying to make as much money as they can, and you can see why the South African teams are going for it. You know, financially, they're absolutely on their knees. But, you know, I mean... I, I like romantically you love the idea of an away day to South Africa but as soon as you start thinking about the logistics of an away day to South Africa it's completely and utterly bonkers as our, our good friend the pen the Glasgow uh, Glasgow Warriors pen he says let me help list the ways that this is a bad idea one travel two money three travel four um, we'll argue over the bye week and number five, probably most saliently, it is a shite idea. So I think <laughs> that has been our, that is our snap reaction. So we'll keep an eye on how that gets on. Yeah, I just I just have a feeling now that it might happen. And as I was saying, you look at maybe you could make it an expanded European competition and you know put in the likes of a, a Georgian team. You know, Georgia when they play the home game home games in Tbilisi get massive crowds, and even Romania as well. Um, you know, G- Germany seemed to have a few backers who are willing to put money behind it, and they're sort of trying to become more professional. So I just think overall, I it just seems like a genuinely shocking idea. Yeah, it feels that it's they're 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 trying to get money, and I worry that you would end up with the state that Super Rugby is in now, which is just it's too big, it's too disparate. There's just too many average teams in there. And it's just it's just not working. It's not helping to 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 bring through the top quality players that are required across it. And I think it would be from a purely Scottish perspective. It's just it's just not what you want at all. Um, so should we park that one there in the shite column and um, and move on? Why not to our first issue? So the first Lions match. I'm sure you guys were all up and watching it on Saturday morning, like we were. Um, all three Scots starting, Stuart Hoggart fullback, Thomas Seymour on the wing, and our man Grieg Laidlaw starting at scrum half. Matt, I'll let you kick us off. How did the boys get on? Um, 
Well, I only watched the first sort of 50 minutes because I had to go and play um, sevens because, you know, it's just the kind of guy I am these days. Um, just play, I love playing rugby at the moment. Um, but it seems as if Stuart Hogg had a bit of a stinker. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone played that well, but I think that he made quite a few mistakes and there was sort of a, a, a I think, a 10-minute period where he dropped a kick that or sort of um, guddled a grubber that he'd normally take in his sleep. And then I think the worst mistake he actually made was a two-on-one pass with uh, for Anthony Watson at a time when I just think the score would have really settled things down. And it was just really basic. You'd expect sort of someone in Prem 1, Prem 2 to be making that sort of two-on-one pass. Um, and then he put a foot in touch at quite an inopportune time. Um, so I don't think he played that well. But I think he'll get a start this this Saturday. And I actually back him to sort of bounce back from that because we know how good he is. Yeah, I think the thing about Hogg's performance was that there was just, it's the first game on tour, it's so much scrutiny, and the talk beforehand had been like, you know, these, this is going to be a scrappy game, there'll be lots of open field play. The weather doesn't help him, but I think, you know, in a game when the Lions haven't got a huge amount of opportunity, when you get a two-on-one, you've just got to put it away. So it was just a glaring mistake um, out in open play in a scoring opportunity, which just makes him look, uh, looks pretty poor. Um, I actually think his defense was is, was pretty solid, which I think was probably the biggest um, the biggest sort of uh, question mark that everyone was putting on him pre tour. I think he made all his one on one tackles at the end, but I think as you say, there was a bit of a five minutes of madness where he missed that he he, he missed that um, pass to Anthony Watson, and then he was trying to be a bit fancy, keep the ball in play, keep it open, probably with that pass in his head, thinking I've got to do something. And he puts his toes over the line while he's doing it, and he just looks like a dick. Um, so it's a, it's a real big issue. I think the, but I agree with you. I think it's being set up hopefully for him to start on Saturday. I don't think um, either Halfpenny nor um, Liam Williams completely covered themselves in any glory in the game this morning against the Blues. So I think that opportunity, that jersey, is probably just about still his. But if he has a bad game against the Crusaders, you can't say he's not being given the chance to. Uh, to, to, to start that first test. Elsewhere on the park, I thought Greg put in 60 minutes of Greg. You know, that's that's what he does. It was solid. It was um, His kicking game was decent. He did miss, I think he missed one tackle, which almost led to a um, New Zealand Barbarians try. Um, he, he actually was probably at fault for their try as well. He put in a pretty half-arsed attempt at a tackle. Okay, well, he, put a, he missed, a couple, missed a couple. But I think broadly, I think my biggest criticism of Greg, and it's one that we have an awful lot is that he just looked a little bit sort of half a yard too slow to really trouble um, a fairly disorganized defense around the base. And I think when you get, I don't think it's a fair comparison, when you get Reese Webb coming on at 60 minutes against the more tired defense and he just looks quicker, he is quicker, but he, he gets that benefit of looking faster and he gets that comparison. It, it's easy when in the, it just confirms what's already in people's minds about Greg that maybe he is half a yard too slow for that but I thought um, Tommy I thought Tommy Seymour looked really good I thought he looked really busy he didn't get much in open play but every time he was he was sniffing around the rock t- looking for that inside ball off the 9 and 10 yeah looking looking really busy I thought he was um, I thought he was decent definitely did himself a, a good job yeah I think it's a very competitive position um, and I think you'll probably see um, George North starting this this weekend maybe even Liam Williams but you know Jack Nile had a bit of a stinker today I think Apart from Watson's try against the Barbarians, he looked out of sorts. Um, and I think it's just a shame that it wasn't Seymour on the end of the pass because, yeah, as you say, I thought he was 
looking for work a lot of the time. Um, he seemed pretty solid about with sort of any kicks that came his way. Um, so I'm hopefully he'll get another shot because I even think Elliot Daly today it was fine, but not not that impressive. Um, so we'll see. I think that yeah, definitely we'll have Stuart Hogg involved this weekend. Um, but maybe that'll be that'll be it. But uh, yeah, things are looking a bit dodgy on this tour <laughs> so far. They are one one little bit of interest. I'm sure everyone will have picked up is um, Dan Bigger forced off after about 25 minutes this morning. Has actually failed. He's failed an HIA. Um, but the med- hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thanks are saying that he's, he's all right. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But um, maybe it puts a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of more impetus and Finn to put in a cracking performance against Italy um, at the weekend. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's it's all going to be down to Hog this weekend. I think Laidlaw playing, being on the bench today, probably consigns him to now being part of that Wednesday team unless there's going to be any injuries, which um, is is a bit of a shame. But that's uh, that's where he is at the moment, and I think it's all to play for for Tommy and um, and Hoggy. Um, but yeah, bloody good. Um, so, what about? Should we look forward to the um, the Scotland game? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's crack on with that. But first, why don't we just very very quickly tell you a little bit about Cornerstone, our sponsors. Um, they are the number one razor on the market. They've got a brand new shaft design, which is really really good, really really easy to hold. The blades are top drawer. If you get onto their website, www.cornerstone.co.uk and you're and get through to the checkout and use our code and it's thistle at checkout that's thistle at checkout um you'll get 10 pounds off your first um order so that is going to be six blades and a shaft with your initials on it for four quid so that is bloody good and hey father's day next weekend what a great present why don't get your old man a razor um which is going to be the best he has ever had okay um why don't we look at this Scotland team then? So Gregor Townsend's first team named in Singapore. Matt, why don't you take us through it and uh, pick out any issues that you've seen? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's a, a really interesting team selection. I think that my, my overall impression is that I, I find it really positive um, and really exciting. Uh, just to clear up a, f- a few things for people that haven't seen, I, I was a bit surprised, as I'm sure a lot of other people were, that um, Hamish Watson and Johnny Gray weren't selected. Um, but it, it appears as if... Watson is sort of carrying a, a groin injury, didn't want to take any risks, and there was a decision made to rest Johnny Gray after what has been a really long season for uh, both Glasgow and Scotland, which 
I think makes sense. He's he's still young. I still think you need to manage his workload, and I I reckon he is on the sort of replacement standby list for the Lions. So maybe they're sort of factoring that in as well. Um, team selection, I think, is is fairly uncontroversial. Um, I suppose some of the big the big selections are in the front row actually. They're bringing back uh, VP Nell, um, Kakadi's finest son, uh, Ross Ford, and um, Alan Dell. I think particularly Ross Ford's quite a funny one because you, you sort of expect recently that um, it's now time to bring through Fraser Brown and really put your stall behind him and maybe even put someone like George Turner on the bench. Do you think that is just uh, maybe George Turner's just a little bit wet behind the years and they're saving Fraser Brown for the big one, which is undoubtedly against Australia next week? I think that's right. And it was quite interesting actually hearing, um, you know, in... Uh, the last couple of days that the the Italian team is actually going to be shorn of a lot of its stars. Parisi's been rested. I think Giraldini's been rested. And um, interestingly enough, the former Glasgow favourite, Simone Favaro, hasn't been able to find a, a club since being let go of Glasgow. So that's why he's not touring. Quite surprising. Get that guy a gig. Like, he is he is class. Um, yeah, that's, it seems like, a, seems like a real shame. Our... Uh, Pod favorite Big Ben Toulis getting his first um, his first Scotland start. I think I'm right in saying. Um, I was I was thinking about Ben Toulis because I have been really um, critical of him uh, throughout my whole you know sort of adult life, and um, I remembered why. It's because of his last Scotland game. Yeah. It's because of the game that he came on against Italy and we lost, and he only stayed on the pitch for about ninety seconds and then ate the cheese and then took ten minutes. And we lost. So that I think I've got residual sort of hate for Ben Toulis. But I agree with what Gregor Townsend says today. You know, he has earned his right to get a bit of a start there. And I think with um, with with Johnny Gray resting, I think it's with Tim Swinson in there, he offers that little bit more dynamism. Um, he's a little bit, a couple yards faster than Johnny Gray. Um, and he's, he's a good lad. He used to coach um, the Newcastle Uni 4th 15 when I was there. Not, not playing for the 4th 15, but he was there. Cover, cover your tracks well there. Um, <laughs> once again, the, the back row, it, it's just amazing to see the strength and depth that we have. It's, it's great to see Josh Strauss coming back from having that um, kidney laceration or w- whatever it was. Um, and I'm really intrigued to see Magnus Bradbury coming off the bench, actually. I think that's a really exciting selection. Um, hopefully he can come on and just sort of punch some holes. John Barkley off the back of leading the Scarlets to the Pro 12. Um, is in sort of the form of his life and happy to see him as captain again. You've also got Wilson on the bench. There's, there's loads of options. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Um, Magnus Bradbury straight off his injury recovery of 10 pints and a pack of Marlboro Lights. He is looking really good coming in for the uh, coming in off the bench. I think John Hardy, he's, he's just, he is, um, he's not quite as good as Hamish Watson, but he's, he's, he's so class. If you think about the John Hardy that played um, for us in the World Cup in 2015, like unbelievably good and great to see Strauss back um, as well and what an exciting backline and again showing a bit of strength and depth that without um, Hugh Jones um, available and Mark Bennett obviously was peripheral but he's his torn hamstrings seen to him you know we've got a, a sense of partnership of Alex Dunbar and Matt Scott bit of a forgotten man came back in the last game in the Six Nations and scored against Italy I think that's a really exciting selection at 13 and with um, the Glasgow boys Ali Price and Finn Russell I think this could be that could be a really high-scoring backline this weekend. Yeah, I think it's, it's amazing we've got the options, and it's very far cry from when we had Sean Lamont running out at thirteen because we had no one else. Um, Do not take the, <laughs> the don't take the Lord's name in vain. He's only just retired. Come on. 
Lamont's name in vain. Sorry about that. Sorry, Shawnee. Um, I, I'm still not sure if 13 is Matt Scott's actual position because I don't think he quite has the the sort of pace of a of the, for the outside break, and he's actually played most of his rugby at at 12 until Solomon's put him in at 13, which you know isn't. You don't trust his judgment that much. No, I wouldn't trust Alan Solomon's with um, anything really. He's absolutely awful. Um, and what the other one? So we're looking the back three, um, Damien Hoyland. I think we can agree that's a pretty deserved um, starting spot. Or would um, would you have gone with someone else? Well, I think that I would have. I said this the other week that I would have preferred Lee Jones in there just because I think that Lee Jones has had like two really good seasons coming off the back of being let go of Edinburgh from Edinburgh and playing for the Sevens. I think he's like back in the form of his life, scoring some amazing tries. Um, and I think he deserved a shot. But at the same time, Hoyland's an um, exciting player and has been playing well towards the tail end of the season. So can't have too many complaints. And then, uh, so Tim Visser, well, uh, well-trodden path of Scotland caps for him. Had a great Six Nations, so he is partnering Hoyland on the other wing. And then two times uh, European Cup winning super Dunky Taylor pulling on the number 15 jersey which I'm I'm really excited about that I absolutely love Duncan Taylor I'm hopefully he gets a, a straight run through this tour I probably would have liked to see him have a go in the centers actually but uh, it'll be interesting to see how Matt Scott goes but it's great to know that we can have that the uh, player of uh, Taylor's quality he has played 15 for Saracens can come in and uh, and do a job there yeah, I think as well we've been hearing from our sort of sources within the camp that Rui Jackson had been training a bit at 15 and I'm just far happier with this selection. You know, you can say what you want about Rui Jackson, but he is not a solid pair of hands, a safe pair of hands, whereas Duncan Taylor, you can just see him being very, very solid in that role. He's maybe not got the creativity of someone like Jackson, but um, I'm, I'm really happy with that selection. Um, looking at the bench... Gone with a 6-2 split, which is quite interesting. Uh, I suppose it's against the Italians. It's, it's what you expect. I think when you've got a player like Pete Horn as well, who can cover, I mean, there's still only two of them, but Horn can cover an awful lot of places. We've heard that Finn's been running a bit at 15 in uh, in camp as well. So if uh, if Taylor were to go down or one of the back three were to go down crocked, you'd think you'd see maybe Finn drop back and Horn come in at 10, which would be, I'm not against it. It's a summer tour. I'd, I'd be interested to see that... Um, that sort of um, that sort of option, um, and I just wanted to, just want to touch very quickly, and it's very rare that we go back to it, but let's just focus on that front row again. It's something we've talked about since we started this pod, which was just before the November tests. You now look at Dell and Nell starting. Now, let alone it sounds really good. Um, you've got solid options now in the bench of Gordy Reed and Xander Fagerson coming on at 60, 65 minutes and putting in really top shifts because they are international level now and uh, I think that's a really really exciting option I think with Nell and Fordy is clearly in there as a big strong scrummager Dell um, is great in the loose I think it's a really this could be a really quick a really quick Scotland side across around the park if you look at the back row as well Barkley covers huge amounts of ground so does John Hardy so does Tim Swinson I think if you read um, John Barkley's piece on the on the BBC this week he has said that Gregor Townsend wants to play the fastest rugby in the world. And it seems to me that this is a team that's been picked to do just that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just about to mention that. I mean, that is, is amazing. If you think back even, you know, the last cycle of Scotland players um, under someone like Andy Robinson or something, or even Frank Haddon towards the end of his management career, we played pretty turgid rugby. It was based on a big pack and Dan Parks booting the leather off the ball. So to hear that is 
is really refreshing. And I, I, I agree that the, the players he's picked are pretty suited to that style. And you, particularly someone like Finn Russell at 10, I think it's a really important tournament for Finn Russell. Or not tournament, but tour. Um, because I think he had a bit of a... He struggled a bit towards the end of, of last season. So um, it's sort of giving him the responsibility of running the game at that speed. Hopefully he can sort of take up the mantle. Um, but no, I'm excited about it. What are your predictions? Oh, I think we're going to stuff them. I think we've got. I think we've got a really good chance. I think that's a really. There's a lot of continuity in that Scotland team. There's not, not really any um, key partnerships that are going to be broken up. If you talk about your eight, nine, ten, you know, Strauss, Price, and, and Russell, they all know what they're what they're all about. Um, strong front row and, and an Italian team who are. I mean, they were pretty lackluster in the Six Nations, and we've just and you've mentioned that they have not got their um, their top boys out there. I think um, Scotland by ooh, fifteen to twenty or something like that. I think it would be. Uh, I think it's going to be a be a good one. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm sort of broadly of the same view. I think I said this before a Six Nations match that if Scotland wants to continue to involve um, matches against Italy, should be seen as not easy wins, but we should be looking to put a good score in them and winning those games comfortably um, and putting in a good performance. So, yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I think I could actually see, see us beating them by 20. I think we've got a far better team than them. Um, I suppose on the flip side, it, it is Tanzan's first game in charge. There's a bit of sort of um, betting in of players and style, but um, no, I can't see anything apart from a Scotland win. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I, I do get that. It is his first... Um his uh, his first uh, his first game, but in terms of like betting in style and and players, a lot of those guys know him from you know as being he'll be in and around the Scotland setup. A lot of the guys in the key positions are are Glasgow players, and they know what Gregor Townsend's all about. Um, so I I think there will be there'll, while there'll be a little bit of teething problems, I think there's a really good opportunity for Scotland to um, hit the ground uh, hit the ground running. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think it's a is it twelve thirty on um, BBC Scotland at the weekend? So that is going to be a good one. What are you searching for? Trying to find the Italy team. He's, we're trying to find the Italy team, but Matt's found himself on the Italy uh, the Italy football. Uh, <laughs> Matarazzi's not playing, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a real real shame. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be a massive weekend of rugby. I'm I'm excited about it. And um, so I'll talk to you a little bit about um, what we've got coming up for the next couple of weeks. So Alan is in New Zealand. We are going to get him to send us some uh, some video clips. We also think that he's going to be attending a, uh, a Lions training session and stuff like that. So we might be able to get him to send us some photos or some videos of a little bits of behind the scenes footage. Him bringing his traditional negativity all the way from the South Island of New Zealand, which is going to be good. Um, and uh, Matt, you're going on holiday as well, yep. so not quite sure what we're going to do next week. We'll try and do something, guys. But keep an eye on us. We'll be uh, all over Twitter watching the Scotland game. Please um, get in touch. Uh, we're also just to wait your appetite, working on some really uh, exciting guests to come on the pod um, that hopefully should be sort of coming on at various points over the next few months. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely. As I say, we are nothing without our support. So please let us know if you're enjoying it. Please get on uh, get on iTunes, leave us a review, um, come and chat to us at Thistle Rugby Pod on Twitter. Let us know um, what we're doing. And as you say, we are trying to uh, get these guests tied down to come on over the next few weeks. And they are some big names in Scottish rugby. So stay tuned for that. But um, 
What about that, Matt? Short and sweet. Um, should we call it a day? All right, guys, that is the thistle for another week. Um, cheers for listening. See you later. Cheers, guys. Pleasure. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.